big spoiler warning. We're talking about the whole Akhtar universe and we're giving away the plot of all five books. Turn off and come back later if you don't know or don't want to know what happens. Hello, and welcome to the show where we cast our favorite books into film. I'm Rachel. I'm Flo. And I'm Roxanne. And this is Typecast, brought to you by Rare Birds Books. This week, we're casting A Court of Thorn and Roses, all five books. Oh my god! <laughs> welcome happening. to the Sarah J. Mass universe. Like. <laughs> My heart's actually beating quite I'm fast. So, I'm so nervous. <laughs> I feel I months of work <laughs> has gone into this. Months, months of work. It's been a real slog. Welcome to arguably the most special special we've done on Typecast in history. Yeah, I mean the prep we've done for this episode is actually insane. Like, I mean, not that we don't do prep with like the other episodes. Never before have we attempted something so ambitious. We're not just <laughs> casting one book today. We are casting five books. We're casting a series. <laughs> this is our blood, right? <laughs> Who shall touch the top of the magical mountain first? Probably not me. <laughs> I think we should introduce this episode with what you said to me as soon as you finished the series because Flo was the last to finish the series mm-hmm. um Rach was first she was convinced trying to convince us for months I was second she um, reluctantly picked it up and reluctantly then- picked it up and then like dove so hard into the fan base that it's scary and then um <laughs> Flo was the last and you were really like struggling for a I big struggled. portion I really went through some stuff but you encapsulated for me the entire experience of reading this series do you remember what you said? I can't. I can't remember, remember how it made exactly. you feel. I just remember just sort of like getting to the end and being like, "Oh my god, that took so long," and it's quite boring for a lot of it. And yet, I sort of don't ever want to read anything else. <laughs> <laughs> that for me was the exact experience I had too. There was there were whole portions of this series where. I was like, why, why am I doing this to myself? And by the end, I was like, I will go wherever my new <laughs> cult leader wants to take me. Yes, yeah, so. It's, it's been- sort of like my brain doesn't understand how to read any of the books now. <laughs> no, no. I just want to stay in Prithian forever. Do you know what I think it is? It's like you go so much, you go through so much to read it. Like you've got to learn somewhere. Like you got to go to Prithian. You got to meet all the high lords. There's like a huge cast of characters. You learn all their magic. You learn all the rules, and then it's just over. And you're like, oh, I'm not learning anything else ever again. I, I think yeah. it's Stockholm syndrome because you know she psychologically takes you to some very weird places. Like she, she loves a bait and switch. You are never safe. You are not safe when you open those pages. She really, she keeps you on your toes, as they say. She keeps you guessing. So, you know, it's the top of the episode. As we always do, we are going to attempt to at least briefly summarize the book um, or the briefly. books. So, ooh, the special honor goes to me today. So um, if you haven't, read Akatar. Um, here's what it's about. If you have read it, this one's for you. Farah is a huntress. To keep her useless family alive, <laughs> 
Every day she treks into the forest in search of food. When she kills a not wolf in the woods, a terrifying creature arrives on her doorstep, demanding retribution. She must give her life in exchange for the fairies she's killed and live the rest of her days across the wall in Prithian, the land she's hated and feared for all her life. It's not long before she realizes that nothing here is as it seems. Her captor, Tamlin, isn't a beast at all. He's a prince in a race against time. After 49 and a half years, <laughs> he's finally found a human to fall in love with him and break the curse his ex-girlfriend placed on him and the rest of the kingdom. After his impossibly beautiful mortal enemy arrives unannounced and discovers his human girlfriend, Talon freaks out and sends Farah home. But humans are boring now. So she decides to save the Fae of Prithian the only way she knows how, by striking a bargain with the evil queen Amarantha to complete three rigged tasks in the name of true love. <laughs> but under the mountain, things start to get weird. Tamlin is being really unsupportive. <laughs> <laughs> and his beautiful mortal enemy is here too. At first she thinks he's going to torture Farah, except instead he wants to help her in exchange for her living with him for a week every month for the rest of eternity. What's that all about? Farah breaks the curse, but dies in the process. Don't worry, though. She's instantly reincarnated as an immortal high fae with the power of all seven high lords inside her. She returns to the spring court, finally, with the free time she's always wanted to pursue her real passion. <laughs> Painting. <laughs> Sadly, her new life doesn't go to plan. It turns out her boyfriend Tamlin sucks, and her frenemy Resan from Under the Mountain reappears to call in her debts, and she's whisked away to the night court, which she actually likes a lot better, even though at first she pretends to hate it. Yet again, nothing is as it seems. Resand isn't her enemy at all. He's actually her mate, and he needs her to help stop a war and the megalomaniac king from across the water who wants to shatter the wall dividing the human and fairy world to smithereens. <gasps> They come up with a foolproof plan to trick him. But Tamlin is still really pissed off about being, <laughs> about being dumped and betrays Farah, helping the king to catch her sisters. Though she hated them when she was a human and forgot about them altogether when she moved across the wall, now that the king has them both in his clutches, there is nothing she won't do to save them. Too bad. He does the worst thing possible. <laughs> Turning her two sisters into beautiful, powerful, and immortal high fae, and then letting them go. <laughs> what a disaster. The only way forward now is war. I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that about sums it up. Yeah, yeah. How did you feel about that? Do you feel like I kind of... That's the gist I, of it. You definitely got the, the tone of it. <laughs> I mean, that was one thing that had me howling when she was like, both her sisters go into the cauldron and come out and like, oh no, not a tunnel. <laughs> oh my God, they're prettier and faster and stronger and smarter than ever. Now I have to put up with them forever. Um, yeah. Like, that I will was... avenge my sisters. <laughs> One thing that... That King of High Benny's a crafty devil, isn't he? <laughs> I'm going to make your sisters immortal and then I'm going to let them go. Yeah. <laughs> it's that he's just like, okay, you guys can go home. Great, great chat. <laughs> it yeah. is very clear. I'll see you for war next week. <laughs> It's super clear throughout this whole series that Sarah does not want to kill off any of her characters. Like, she loves all her characters um, so deeply. Excuse me. When she says immortal, she means it. Yeah. Hold okay. on. Are we forgetting about the cereal here? <laughs> oh, my oh God. God. R.I.P. That's, that's a whole... Cereal's just happy to have just a said that. That's what, what about the bone carver? What about the weaver? We're what already... about the weaver? <laughs> okay. Um, I am... I can't take either of you seriously. 
This is, I mean, well, the others I don't care about. But come on, we, we, we've got to pay our respects to Sir. <laughs> okay, let's talk Such about Sir. A nice guy. So our generation's Dobby, though, right? Oh, uh, 100%. Yeah, he is the Dobby of this series. <laughs> Wasn't Dobby our generation's Dobby? <laughs> Yeah, maybe. yeah. I think actually, I think the serial is like Gen Z's Dobby. <laughs> yeah, we're stuck with we're millennials. We're stuck with Dobby. Dobby. Uh, oh, the serial pumping up every third of a book, being like, "Do you need answers? I'm here to give them." So sort of like citizen advice. Really. I remember you saying to me when I when I picked up the first one, you right? You were like. Uh, it's Beauty and the Beast for seventy five percent, and then it just becomes <laughs> takes a new story. Okay. Something completely different. Totally different, and it is a bit like that. You're like, yeah, yeah, I know the story. You're sort of, I want to say skimming through, but a bit. You know, you're yeah. sort of trying to get to what the uh, like a story that you haven't yeah. seen before, but and then all of a sudden, like it just drops off into something completely different. Yeah, it's basically it starts out as a Beauty and the Beast retelling and follows those lines really really closely and then it's kind of like in the last 20% she decides to start writing her own book and so it kind of just veers off. We go under the mountain, which is like the big turning point. So there's like think of Beauty and the Beast, there's a curse, Belle needs to break it. It can be broken by true love, but then it's like oh shit, we've ran out of time. Tamlin has fallen in love with her. So he's like to protect her, sends her back home across the wall. She's like, no, I'm not going. I'm going to save you. So she goes under the mountain where it's like all the drama's really kicking off and where the baddie is, which is a queen called Amarantha. And she goes through these tasks to save Tamlin, who sucks. And then she, <laughs> she frees all the fae, but she sort of dies in the process. But then she gets freed. She sort of like meets Resand properly. It's like she just doesn't care about traditional storytelling rules because you spent 75% of the book with Tamlin. That's who she's in love with. Albeit he's introduced and he's a blonde hero. And yeah, like so literally everyone's like blonde. Red flag. The amount of people that were like, as soon as Rusan steps on screen and he's got his tall, dark and handsome and the most beautiful man she's yeah. ever seen. And yeah. you're like, oh, you okay. Know. Hello, okay. who's this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I see what she's doing here. A tortured dark soul, you say. Mm, interesting. <laughs> The first book could have been two chapters at the start of book two, where it's like Tamlin brings her across the wall. She thinks he's going to be with him. She really quickly meets the other guy and she's like, oh, my life's actually going in this direction. But what we actually have is like a very kind of boring and essentially pointless first book. We only really need the last few chapters to set up. Like it's like, it's all a setup for book two. I don't know because, yeah. And I think as well, it's like, she's come from this life of poverty and boredom and drudgery. And she's whisked away to this land where like everything tastes wonderful and looks beautiful and is magical. And it's sort of like, well, of course she'd fall in love with the big hunky man who's taking care of her. And he's very sort of noble and handsome and, and it does sort it of, sort of make sense for her, but you know, it's not a real love. It's just a kind of infatuation or like she's sort of connects with him, but you know, she, then she later on, she realizes the, the real love and the real romances with Resand, And because she has to be free to fall in love with him in a way that she's not free to fall in love with Tamlin. So it's not really a real romance. And does that make sense? Yeah. Does, yeah. And I guess too, for me, part of the bizarre joy of it is because like I read, a lot of fantasy books, a lot of romance, but I just, we read a lot of books in general when someone just doesn't follow tropes, which in some ways is, 
a major drawback of the series because it's like in some ways like a lot of the twists aren't earned but I have never stepped into a series where I literally don't know what's coming <laughs> because it's yeah. just like she's like oh you thought that he was a good guy he's a bad guy no wait he's a good guy no wait he's a bad guy and you're mm-hmm. just like what is happening I do really strongly feel that as you read the series you can feel the author like changing her mind in real time oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and just sort of becoming interested in different things and being like mm, I don't want to write that anymore I'm yeah. just gonna write this instead she's like oh no he's boring uh, he's written out <laughs> I actually <laughs> think guy. you can see you can feel her becoming more interested in Cassie and like about halfway through the third book yeah. she's like tired of Reese now I'm gonna write that <laughs> Cassie instead yeah she's like you know what Reese and the hero of this series um is actually kind of a drip but <laughs> his friend's really hot Right, I feel like we should attempt to rank, to do a definitive ranking of the books in order from best to worst. So let's start at the bottom. Worst, obviously, I don't Christmas think novella. We, yeah, book four. <laughs> I didn't read the Christmas it's special. It's like the Christmas novella nonsense. Huge waste of my time. Um. Also, there was that very disturbing bit in the sex scene, yeah. which you can't unsee Ooh, once you read it. Tell me, tell very me. disturbing sex scene. Do you want to to say? Okay, no, I actually don't. No, no, you have to. Yeah, you. This is the. If you want to be disturbed by the sex scene, you we'll tell you off airflow. And like, I just I can't say it out loud because it just made. I'm cringing so hard even just thinking about it. We can't. We can't do that on a podcast. No, no. Second worst book, book three, book one, book one maybe Mm, fourth place one. I kind of think three. I think three. I found three very tiresome. Then one. I think three. Then three really. One. Three really drags. Okay, so the worst book is book four. Yeah. Second worst is book three, because again, a lot, a lot of it is actually yeah. quite pointless yeah. as well. Like but, I, I often feel that like books one, two, and three could just be one really long <laughs> book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> book, you just edited them. Book one would be in, third. in middle of the road. Book two, for me, I mean, I think this is where it would get contentious. For me, I think Court of Mist and Fury is my is the my second favorite, but my first favorite by our country mile. Oh hell yeah, is a Court of Silver Court Flames. Of Silver Flames. So I think whether I think what ranks first and second for you will come down to kind of who your favorite couple is because book two is really like Resend and Farrah's book. That's the book where she goes to the night court and she's like, they get to know each other and they fall in love and they get together. That's like very much their book. And it's kind of like the middle book of the series. Book five is kind of like a pivot in a new direction. So if you think of Akatar as a trilogy, books one, two, and three are in Farrah's POV. It's kind of about her becoming a fairy and the war and all that stuff. And then it's over. And book four is kind of like this weird bridging book where it's like, oh yeah, it's done. We're all just like going to celebrate Christmas now. And book five is taking us into Nesta's story. So it's a completely different storyline in a way. But it is based, it's, well not basically, but it is a very similar book to book two in the sense that. It's a romance. You have, well yeah, and you also have like a a traumatized woman who is reluctant to let herself fall for the brooding Illyrian yeah. male. Yeah, <laughs> who's rejecting her mate for no reason. Has some, you know, sexy times and fall desperately in love. I will say, I think the general consensus is that A Court of Mist and Fury is the, like, I think the fan consensus is Court of Mist and Fury is the best one. <clears throat> okay, one thing I really want to talk about, which is like a very, very important component of like all the romances and of the plot in these books is 
the mating bond. <laughs> <laughs> How do we feel you about mean the, the, su- ma- the super, super rare? The super rare mating bond that, that actually every single per- character ends up having. <laughs> I feel like Sarah Domas must like be kicking herself that she invented that in the first place because it's such an annoying thing to then have to work with in the universe, do you not think? Yeah. Because the thing is, is that like, especially as the characters become fan favorites, it's like, we'll accept nothing less now. Like, it's like, you can't, mm-hmm. if you love Nesta and Cassian and Azriel, like, it's like all these characters, as soon as you love them, you're like, well, where's their mate? <laughs> they need a mating bond. But also the the thing where there's like that big gap. When does it snap into place? It just seems yeah, like it's sometimes it's like immediate. Sometimes, sometimes it's like, you and don't isn't know it like the male ages. notices it first and then it takes longer for the woman. And to also you can it. scent it, which is confusing, but yeah. you smell it, but it snaps into place. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on there? I don't get the rules. I, ha- I have to say like with fair and recent, I really liked something I always thought was really, really nice about book two was because the, the whole, thing about the mating bond is it kind of like builds a bridge between and again like it's like does it give them magical powers I feel like it kind of should but it doesn't but anyways the mating bond is meant to like build a bridge between the two mates and because Reset and Farah both they have both powers where they're like Dimati or whatever and they can like read minds and they can communicate with each other like down the bond so it's like they're kind of like they have an element of like texting all yeah. the way through <laughs> yeah. the second book yeah. where they can like communicate mind to mind and like send each other little secret messages when they're like everyone's out at dinner and they're talking back and forth. And they also like pass notes. They pass magical notes back and forth from bedroom to bedroom. That's one of my favorite things about book two, about book two, actually about like the whole series mm. is just like, I really loved that aspect of things, but then that's not replicated across for example like nesta and cassian i know yeah they're mating the mating bond with them is like different even though and but like with elaine and lucian like there's one point when they're like oh no one can get through to elaine they're like lucian like tug on the bond he's like okay (laughs) (laughs) tugs on the magical bond she's like oh i just felt something like it's like she got pinched or something so it's like they're Again, it's really inconsistent in all the books. Yeah, but there is it's su- really not clear. There is a suggestion that the mating bond is literally like a bond, like a rope that mm. gets like woven together one time while they're doing it when they both accept. But you can also reject it. But then have, it's like, but I don't know what the br- consequences are from rejecting well, it. Well, I mean, is is her next book going to be about that? Mm. What happens when you reject? No, I honestly don't think so. Because think so? I just don't think... The, like I just don't think the fans would allow it. I honest, I just honestly don't think. No, but I mean, what it. if you reject one mating bond and then a new one snaps no, into place? I, don't, I think that I think that would be flying in the face of. Maybe there's something bigger, better than a mating bond. Supermates. <laughs> yeah. It's like super liking someone on Tinder. I think actually the rules of the world that SJM creates in these books is just in itself an interesting one because it's like she doesn't follow a lot of her own rules um hello the yeah. flushing toilet <laughs> the first time i read a flushing toilet in book two i was like what the bit i found really funny was in book five where cassian basically gives nesta like a sauna <laughs> and he, she's like well this it's, is it's like the amazing it's like ever. the fair it's like the fairy version of a mixtape yeah and, and the book light and i'm like then i recorded like, all your favorite light. i know yeah. and you're just like they don't how, even have how electricity does, how is this not oh already a thing as well like I, d- I just I don't know I just found that really funny. yeah there is there is a sort of it's like a medieval fairyland but don't worry there's 
I mean, they can use the toilet. Come on. Like, yeah. I mean, there, there is some a lot of funny things like that. Like, uh, that's what I found funny about the end of book five is that all this stuff happens. And then this is all this, like, a chunk just after that being like, Cassian still wasn't sure how Nestor had managed to do this despite X, Y, and Z. And you're just like, so Joe Master's <laughs> just at this point is that like, I don't care. <laughs> I know I've broken my own rules. Yeah, they just do. <laughs> but I don't <laughs> care. But also, I, I never really understand what's going on with the cauldron or how it relates uh, to yeah. Feyre. That's I don't all think like a blank either. in my mind. Like, I don't. And that if the cauldron was destroyed, then the world would end. So they had to rebuild the cauldron. Rebuild Actually, it. and even in terms of like something that drove me absolutely almost hysterically insane over the course of the books was like trying to gauge Resan's power and just oh, the yeah. power of all the <laughs> yeah. fairies. Because it's like when you first meet him, it's like he's the most powerful. Mm. He's the most cunning high lord. Like yeah. he's the smartest. Everyone's scared of him. But then it's like he does some incredibly stupid things. And also his power just completely fails him like he just three gets, times he gets in each like book. shot with yeah. one arrow and he's like oh. his power is so strong that if he doesn't like let it off it goes insane like it's yeah. like it, and it kind of makes it sound he can like, like he can like vaporize yeah. people on site yeah, and it's like, crush their minds yeah and he can like it's like in book two he just like he just turns like fairy's shoe to dust like it's like his powers are really far range like he heals her wounds yeah do you know what i mean so like he can literally do like absolutely anything he his power is so strong that he sets a shield over his entire city he wipes the memories of everyone in a court like it's like he can do so much yeah. and he's so smart and so clever yet one arrow he's like down for the count mm. and Farah has to save him and she doesn't know how to do anything and also like when they walk into the trap for Hyburn, like I was just like this makes no sense but also no one's stupid enough for this how is Hyburn like then Hyburn if if Reese is like so? the most powerful high lord ever born then like why would he even worry about Hyburn? especially not if he's got like the other high lords behind him it's just like so much of it, it's like it doesn't it's like mate stop stressing out you're fine yeah yeah and also like it's like so if we're all scared of hibern like why does elaine basically kill him (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah resan gets tricked under the mountain by amarantha and he's held there for 50 years and then six months later you're telling me he gets tricked by (laughs) (laughs) hibern I think I think the man's learned his lesson. I think he like, might be a bit of a himbo. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the fact that it's just like at the end of the next book, he's like, despite the fact that I walked into a trap last time and I was trapped for fifty years, <laughs> this definitely couldn't be a trap. But you know what your critics will say? That he tricked like high band because he places Feyre in Tamlin's court. Oh yes, that really took yeah, Highburn I mean, down. But the high but the king of Highburn is also a giant himbo. Like he's an idiot. He's got them all all the people who could like ruin his plans. He's like, okay, well, um nice seeing you guys. Let's head home. Oh, that's the other thing about the world building is that Sarah J. Mass introduces lots of like characters that are the worst of like anything. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh my God, the bone carver is the most scary monster alive. <laughs> no, wait, the weaver is the most scary monster alive. Both and- actually quite nice. Yeah, and actually yeah. their brother and sister, they help fight in the war. They both die instantly. Yeah. No big deal. Like, <laughs> High Burn does it. Um, so actually it's just Highburn like kills the weavers that meant to be an immortal all-powerful creature by like like strangling isn't it, isn't throwing it, it, it just, in a it, hole it, like, isn't the weaver like a god of death yeah yeah and that's uh, again like it's like these <laughs> sorts of things that's what makes book three particularly messy like it's just like 
it's like she she writes a sentence and she's like the weaver was the most powerful god of death like everyone feared her and respected her which is why she has her own sick she's like she basically lives in like the washington dc she's the vatican of prithian yeah <laughs> and yet yeah, it's like in 10 seconds like oh oh oops He's gone. Who's the <laughs> library monster again? There's like a library monster Bra- that's Brax- like Braxis. Oh Braxis. yeah, Braxis yeah. is oh, like she, she never came back, did she? Isn't it? They're still searching. She's in the lease. Yeah, like there was this like this scary monster that's like terrified everyone, oh, and then Freya amazing. goes down to like chat to it, and it's like you know what? I could really use a window. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm I'm actually pretty happy where I am, but. <laughs> I'd like a better view. So if you could sort that out, I'll join the war. And it's like, like, oh, God. (laughs) They're all so agreeable, aren't they? (laughs) That just honestly, the war needs to be just struck from the record. It's so embarrassing for everyone involved. It's like one of those things, like, again, book three, I really think when she was writing it was meant to be the end of the series because it has like a very twilight breaking dawn vibe about it where it's like absolutely every character who's appeared in the entire series gets together in these final chapters not the surreal r.i.p yeah he dies like the chapter before and it's like oh look their dad's here like oh look oh he's here oh i rolled guy my my eyes into the top of my head when i read oh that bit about God. the dad turning up with his like fleet of ships to come uh, and rescue we his need daughter. to explain oh, named, af- named after his least favorite daughter <laughs> we yeah. need to explain i'm this. coming sweetie <laughs> in the first book the father is like utterly useless and then he like he's in it for like oh, i don't know 10 pages and then he disappears off the face of the planet for like three books and then right at the end like bearing in mind he's so useless he can't support them at all and lets pharaoh do all the work and then right at the end um it turns out actually he is a super spy merchant that has gathered the forces yeah. of humankind yeah he somehow over. just managed to convince and a bunch the of war. strangers to yeah, I mean, bring their boats to be over. fair to her sarah day mouse she does immediately kill him off which was yeah. fun <laughs> <laughs> Unnecessary because how what, was he going in the cauldron too? Like <laughs> yeah. uh, this is an well, this is another thing about the series. Like it's in terms of inconsistencies, like even character inconsistencies is like she again is really clearly like making decisions on the fly and like changing her mind. So it's like Tamlin, Lucian, Eris, Moore, who who else? Jurian are oh, just yeah. like the, 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 like it's like those those five about characters that queen like, he turns into a bird yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean you you're probably confused listening to this but we're giving you basically as much detail as presented as have, in the book yeah. it is just there's honestly these characters that come in and they're like the worst characters they're real bad guys and they're like oh wait no no actually they're good they're guys right, oh yeah. no actually like they're there's bad. so many characters where she just sort of forgets who they are just wildly changes like completely out of step with who they even are like tamlin's like he's good like it's like first he starts as a good guy then he's like the shittiest boyfriend but he himself is traumatized but he means well and then it's like he's a full baddie (laughs) and then it's like no actually he's kind of a good guy he's a double agent like it's it's like we don't even know where he is and actually she probably lands on like the side of him being kind of good because resan goes to visit him in like the fourth book secretly yeah, I mean, I, I actually really like the bit when um, Feyre and Asriel go to rescue um, Elaine from Highburn's camp and Tamlin, like, turns up and, like, saves, the rescues them, basically. You like that bit? I, I thought that was that. so stupid. I thought it was strange that they were running <laughs> for the cliff for about 45 <laughs> minutes. 
it was honestly like and then they were running now look just fly now it was it was honestly like 50 pages of them running for a cliff and i'm like i'm pretty sure you would have reached it my general grasp of the physical spaces (laughs) within this novel series has been very poor so i sort of just i I didn't care about yeah and so like another character is more so more is like in the inner circle she's recent's cousin and when we first meet her she's in sort of a love triangle between Cassian, Asriel, and Moore. So the the setup of the dynamic originally is Moore exists. She is sort of hung up on Cassian or nothing can happen between Cassian and Moore because of Asriel and Asriel has been madly in love with Moore for 500 years and everyone knows it and nobody really understands why they're not together, including Moore and Asriel and Cassian. Yeah. And it's this big elephant in the room. And then, it, so it's like that is what is originally set up in book two. Like that, this is where it's going with this inner circle. And then as things evolve, she's like, no, 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 this isn't going to work. Well, Nesta also comes she, in. She's like, Cassian and Nesta are going to be a thing. She disconnects from that. And then also the, I think the series gets bigger. There is some criticism, some very warranted criticism, just like kind of in Harry Potter where there's like absolutely no diversity whatsoever. Like there's no LGBTQIA characters. There's a lot like of characters have golden skin or like, you know, there's that, that, that sort of like yeah. racially ambiguous kind of skin. Yeah. And, and you know, I, she, and she's then very all the main characters are white. Like yeah. it's like, yeah, it, it it's kind of your like sort of classic criticisms in those sense. And it's like she, so her solution for this kind of like when JK Rowling like tweeted after she's like, Dumbledore was gay actually. <laughs> um, so equality achieved. Okay. Diversity achieved. In book three, just before they go to war, Moore's, Moore and Farrah have a fight and Moore's like, listen, I just can't go to war knowing we might die without um, me admitting to you that um, I'm actually, I'm gay. Oh my God. When Farrah's like, oh my God, more like, <laughs> thank you so much for trusting me it's with okay. this. Um, this is also in the background why there's like, people are massively dying and more mm. pulls her inside and is like, I, I need to tell you this. And also she's like, yeah, but don't tell anyone else, which, you know, obviously you don't tell, tell other people's coming out story, but you're also like, so wait, no one has twigged that more doesn't like men. In 500 years, <laughs> her best friends and her family. And, and then, yeah. And, and she's sort makes, of just strung Asriel along that entire yeah, time which without telling him. This, so th- this like revelation like is, sends a wrecking ball through like Moore's credibility because the way the world is sort of set up, there's like, especially if she was, there's absolutely no reason for her not to tell Asriel that. And it's like Asriel, yeah. like it's like their inner circle are like all very accepting of each other, blah, blah, blah. I mean, and in then, book two, there's a high lord that has like, like lovers male and female lovers and it's just like oh yeah that's that's how it works so i didn't understand like what's the blocker with her i mean i'd like to think that this fantasy realm they're not so hung up on something as trite as well, who and, you sleep and with this, it's like she's created a major problem because it's like another thing she says is she's like well it's like more like oh yeah fair like you know how like i always go to rita's which is like this bar that they all <laughs> hang out in all the time and fair like yeah and she's like that's actually a gay bar <laughs> that's why i hang out there so much and like that's where i go to like and yet still uh, nobody knows and no, like, asriel and cassian also hang out with their <laughs> hang out there with her all the time and so it's like she's so the not challenge women they are have, interested in yeah. being at this bar yeah, the challenge they have in this society is like she's created one that's both like deeply homophobic but also 
maybe not at all in which case more is horrific yeah it doesn't it just it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense how does she not trust her like closest friends you know i just over 500 years and then also she sort of says um yeah but don't tell azrael i think it will break his heart and i was like uh please tell him (laughs) so he can please move on yeah Yeah. so she's like i don't don't know like i just don't want to sort of i'm just not ready to tell him so i'm gonna wait another 500 years (laughs) And then, like the assassination of Resend as well, it's just oh yeah. Let's that this is this is big for you because you you really felt that you feel that Sarah J. Mass as it goes on like takes a lot of his best qualities and sort of waters them down, yeah. right? As the series I've, progresses, I really felt like she just like completely lost control of that character mm. toward like by towards the end of book three. I feel like it's like the the. <laughs> Reese and Farrah's relationship I'm just like like it's like when they both go away and like each like she gets the bone carver he gets the weaver and they're like ah, we tricked each other <laughs> we both got extra muscle like it's like from that point onward I'm like oh yeah that's none of these things you two wouldn't do this and also when did you have time to do this like you're not a part they are the sort of smug they're the sort of Pam and Jim aren't they yeah. of that one and like Resend and Fair, like their whole thing about their relationship in the se- in the second book is she's like Tamlin didn't like respect my autonomy. Mm. He, I wasn't allowed to be my own person. And Resend's always like, I will always let you be the strong, independent woman you are. I will let you face the Weaver alone and almost die, <laughs> and I will just sit in a tree and just I be like, Oh, that sounds like it's going well. Yeah, and not tell yeah. you what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I will send you into incredibly dangerous <laughs> situations. Um, you are my equal. And then by book four, by book four, yeah. first of all, Reese like kind of a, an insane perv. Yeah. He's like, well, this is why we have like, to talk I, about the sex I need scene. to shag you in the sky. I need to shag you over here. Like, fair, I can't keep my hands off you. I can't I, talk I, I, about I, anything I'm just going to say, I'm just, just going to say, say, just, say, just, say. Oh, just rip the bandaid off in <laughs> book four. And I just want to say, the on, fans, can I leave the room? The fans <laughs> went spare over this. They were like, what? is going on. I should have read it. They have sex. And Feyre in the previous book, uh, like the bone carver appears as Rhysand and her future child. Yes, and the, that's a plot line. The, and it's The like, bone carver can take many different forms and he appears to each person differently and he reflects like some want. truth yeah. or some fear or some desire mm-hmm. or something. So it's like he appears to resend as Jurian, which again makes no sense. <laughs> and they never, Oh, what's never, going on there? And, and, <laughs> and instead of, you know, painting him a picture or, you know, maybe sending that image to him with their mind to mind connection, like at an appropriate time, she decides to do this at a very, pivotal moment in their lovemaking <laughs> and she's like you know what i'm gonna send you this image of she's our like, child just like in the height of it she's like do you want to see our future son and he's like yeah and she's like here you go and he's like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it is it's so traumatic it is truly <laughs> <laughs> so because I remember like starting the sex scene and I was like oh I can see she's gotten a little bit spicy spicier from the last book and then I was like oh dear lord what just happened <laughs> like that and not why good, was I made to be complicit yeah, not in good that spicy I felt very- and in book five yeah. he takes a real backseat obviously because this is Nesta and Cassian's story but 
Resend and Nesta like really don't get along and Farah's pregnant in the fifth book and he's really weird about that and keeps yeah, like Yeah, he like puts like a shield around her. He like lies to her and you're just like this yeah. is Tamlin behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why is he being it just, so controlling? It makes no sense for him. And yeah. just even how he's like all of it, how he acts that whole book and even how like it's like the they know from the second she's pregnant that she's at risk and he just like sits back and he's like <laughs> And it's just my Pharaoh. We're both going to die. Like, it's also yet yeah, not convincing that his character would keep that from her. But also, one of the things that like drove me crazy in Silver Flames um, was that like everyone, like when Nesta finds out, she sort of yeah they furiously, all they all know yeah which is a big thing for Farah. Like that's they have yeah. a huge falling out about this in book two. Yeah, him keeping secrets from her. Yeah. But like Nesta reveals this because she's also being treated like a child, like midway through. And very righteously, in my opinion, she goes and she just like has at, she just like gives it, gives them what for. And she's like, how dare you treat me like this and keep things from me. And then, you know, when Farah comes up and she's like, are you okay? And she's like, they're doing it to you too. And yeah, Farah's like, calm down, calm down. And she's like, bitch, you're going to die if you yeah. give birth. <laughs> I know. And they all know and they talk about it all the time and no one will tell you. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then Nesta is sort of forced to apologize for this. Yeah. And it's and like, then oh. everyone's like, Nesta, how could you? And Resan's like, like mind rumbles through the whole city. And he's like, get her out of get here. Get her out of here. I'm going to And like, yeah. Cassian has to take her up into the mountain. And it's like, what? Oh, that's when they go for their trek. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is also confusing. Yeah. Wilderness <laughs> retreat. Their camping trip. Um, yeah. I mean, it just, I, I, I hated that she had to apologize for that because I actually like, one of the things I think is so good about A Court of Silver Flames is Nesta's, like I said, an incredibly spiky character that self-sabotages all the time. But I'm just, even though she does all these like sort of messed up things, I'm just totally on her side oh, the yeah, entire yeah. time. And I'm just like, like that. I would argue that's not even that messed up. No, like, no, no, that's not messed not. up. She her does telling she the does truth it. isn't. I yeah. love that. I was like, finally, someone tell Pharaoh what's going on. She did it. But she then did Pharaoh's it in anger. Like, but Pharaoh's like, oh. I'm fine with it. It's, like, it's just no, like, you but wouldn't you wouldn't be. be. Your wouldn't entire character is that you don't want to be lied to and you don't want to be controlled. Yeah. yeah. It and and just even the end of that book when like everything works out fine, thanks to Nesta's huge <laughs> sacrifice. And Reese like, oh my God, like weeping everywhere. And he's like, Nesta, I'm so grateful to you. I'm just going to send you like a million presents. I'm like, who is this drip? <laughs> <laughs> like, get him out of here. Yeah, yeah. Whereas he's like, he's very sexy and like, you know, the end of book one, book two, and it's it, it yeah, it, it it does feel like he's a different character. Oh, he's sure. horrible, yeah, yeah. Also, the whole baby storyline is as we oh yeah, yeah. pretty I think horrific. I, I honestly <laughs> think we need another hour to just go. Well, through it's just that like it's it. insane that like as soon as they realize she's at risk, they wouldn't just be like, all right, well let's like get rid of the baby so that she doesn't die. Oh, yeah. uh, I know. I honestly, I even her being pregnant is annoying because again, in book two they establish she's. 19 and she's like i'm just brand new immortal yeah like we don't know each other that well and i just kind of like want to live my life and I they're mean, like yeah let's not have a baby for a while and then the next day it's like let's have a baby now i know i just i just it doesn't <laughs> and then at the end when nesta's like um i've made some adjustments to my body so that i can also have a winged baby cassian wink wink <laughs> and he's i don't like, need to know yeah, that it's just like oh it's so so <laughs> stupid it almost ruins the whole thing we've said all there is to say for now 
mean, we could talk about this for days. Yeah. Like, I mean, after I finished this series, I think you and I spoke for like two hours yeah. straight about everything. There's just a lot to react. It's to. so <laughs> it's so hard. It's so it's such a weird thing because like we genuinely like I feel like I'm a super fan now. And I just, I never dedicate this much time to like analyzing every single detail of all the things that I felt went wrong or, or, you know, should have been done a different way unless you're this on board with it. You know, it's a very strange relationship you have to those kind of series that you love. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely going to read the oh next one. Well, it actually depends. Like if I have to wait too long, I feel like my I lose interest. The spark might die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unless it's Asriel's book, in which Asriel. case, Asriel. obviously, Asriel. yeah, I'll be lined up at midnight. Um, okay, so it's time for us to attempt to cast this thing. Um, oh my now, God. a full disclosure, um, someone else is also working on this project right now, <laughs> <laughs> which is Hulu. Um, so yeah, Akatar is in the process of being adapted for TV. Sarah J. Moss, um, the author of the series, is writing it. And it is headed up by Ron Moore, who, if you haven't heard that name before, um, is the man behind Outlander, among other things. Um, and for all mankind on Apple TV, which was a big show in my life. So that that's very promising. Yeah, all, it is. all signs point it to is. big budget, very romantic, someone who really the the person working to adapt this is someone who has the chops to potentially make it great I think there's probably going to be quite good costumes as well. I yes. know. I honestly can't wait because I mean, very beautiful costumes in Outlander. Ron, Ronald D. Moore also did um, Battlestar Galactica, which I don't know if you like. Like, was a very cheesy '70s show, and he turned it into like one of the best sci-fi shows ever made. So mm-hmm. I just feel like he's he's actually primed. Like, I feel like he takes sort of source material that might be a little bit like bloated and he really like gets I mean I think this is going to make an amazing TV show oh my god it's going to be so good I was reading it I was just like I can so picture this you guys are in for a treat yes and there's so because there's so many characters and there's so many locations and there's so many conflicts like there's just so 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 much material so but they have to get the casting right yes the casting is paramount which is why we're hoping we're going to send this I hope I hope they hear it. I honestly hope it's a bunch of unknowns. Yes. I think for me, that's really the only way forward, which is why I struggled to take the casting (laughs) seriously ultimately, because I was like, I actually don't want any of these people. I want a bunch of strangers. Yeah. Yeah. But we can talk generally about the energies. So, all right. Let's talk about sort of our favorite characters and who we're interested in casting today. I assume, of course, the Bat Boys, as they're known, which (laughs) is- Bat Boys for life. Which is the um, Illyrian warriors, Resand, the High Lord, Cassian, the General, and Asriel, the Spy Master, Shadow Singer. (sighs) The three (laughs) hotes (laughs) of the series, who, for the record, basically all look exactly the same. They're all like absolutely built, insanely powerful, very socially beautiful. They're a bit like. The chipmunks, you know, like Alvin, Theodore, and Simon, you know, it's yeah. just like slightly different. Yeah. So like Cassian's like the himbo one. He's like the rugged one. He's, 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 he's like, like the a, really pretty one. Yeah. He has a man bun. And Asriel's yeah. kind of like the the rogue punk. <laughs> the soft boy. Well, no, isn't Asriel? Asriel's sort of the most beautiful, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah, I no, think so. I think Resand is. 
Well, maybe. I've, I imagine I imagine me sending being the tallest. The fan base is the thirstiest for Asriel. Yeah, which Let's is interesting because Asriel is like, he has, he's the least written. But this is, this is why, and this is my theory is that like, I'm not, I'm not saying that men should talk. I'm just saying that I think that that's why people like Asriel because he, he hardly talks. We, he mm. want, we want him seen, not heard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then obviously in the shadows, in contrast to the bat boys is the Archeron sisters. So Farah, who is not the oldest, despite the fact that she is the family huntress. Nesta yeah. is the oldest. Farah's in the middle. Is that? No, Farah's the youngest. Elaine's in the youngest. middle yeah. and Farah's the youngest. I know. And so of the three of them, they're all insanely beautiful. beautiful. Uh, they're all kind of like golden brown hair. Golden brown hair. A couple of them eyes. have blue eyes. One of them has brown. Yeah. And so uh, Elaine's the like insanely stunning <laughs> beauty, but she's like a, a fragile beauty, I mm. think was how we would des- describe her. I think we should also. Farah's very vital. Nesta has big boobs and she's like <laughs> the sort of spikiest. <laughs> Zara Damas does make a point of her having big boobs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she makes it very clear that Nesta is a chesty lady. <laughs> <laughs> and Cassian's into it. Um, and Cassian is the only man who can handle it. <laughs> I'm not going to factor that into my casting. No, no, I didn't specifically. <laughs> they, want, they can do like prosthetic boobs or yeah. something. I don't care. And then uh, Tamlin. We'll have to cast Tamlin. Blonde. Dude, yes. Handsome. And if anyone has any ideas, we can, we'll, we'll throw them around. We're going to be fast and loose with the casting okay. today because there's just so, so much to do. Um, I don't know. What do you, what do you think about all of them? What do you think Start about from the looks? top. Resand. Resand. Okay. Age 500. <laughs> So um, really wrinkly and old. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's 500, but he looks, I don't know. What do we think they all look like? Like 30s? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. all sort of indeterminate age, like just insanely beautiful. They don't age at all. Mm. I also like, I feel like this is something they'll do in the television show, but I paid no attention again to like age or, or really like the looks. I, I was just going for vibe. I picture him as like, like the way his hair is described, like sort of like floppy Finn Wittrock hair. Oh. <laughs> I don't Do you know wanna, what I mean? I don't want to hear that name. <laughs> <laughs> He's not, I don't cast him anywhere. Don't worry. Um, and he wears, off, he often wears like slacks and kind of like not a suit jacket, but like a smart coat and a V with a V neck, a deep yes. V. Yeah. And it's got special slacks on the back to go over his wings. Yes. <laughs> and he can, he doesn't always have his wings. He can, sort of shape shift yeah them and which again really is another unexplained power that absolutely no one else has he likes to disappear his clothes sometimes too like <laughs> yes <we love> <laughs> <laughs> so the first time um him and Farah do it it's like the line is like literally like his he's his control snaps and his clothes melt away <laughs> <laughs> like the scene in bruce almighty when he's just like boom <laughs> and <laughs> it's just like on. that would be so unattractive like, so it's horrible like <laughs> <laughs> very very unsexy sex from those two yeah but yeah i mean reese is i think reese you're right i think he's supposed to be the most beautiful violet eyes like blue black hair tall dark handsome yeah he's got some swagger and again like I, he loves le- he loves a lean doesn't he, he loves to lean against yeah he's always, and he, always hands in pockets <laughs> always yeah. hands in pockets like <laughs> studied carelessness fair darling yeah so a fair lot of darling yeah it's kind of weird 
honestly, he's sort of written as a creep. <laughs> if he wasn't so hot, he'd be yeah, a creep yeah, for but sure. See, uh, yeah. Okay, I mean, so a lot of things hot people get away with. Yeah. Creepy and things. then we've got Cassian who is like him. He's a himbo. Yeah. Basically. Man bun, himbo, big, hot big hair. Big, big old beard. jaw, big lantern jaw. Yeah. He's lantern the jaw. Does she say that? <laughs> no, but I don't mean. Well, fine, not a lantern jaw. Just a big jaw, <laughs> and like long shoulder length hair with half of it pulled back. Okay. All right. Okay, and then Asriel's emo. Yeah, Asriel's emo. And Asriel has rumored the biggest wingspan, which correlates oh. to something else. Oh. Ooh. Whether or not he probably knows what the, to do with probably it the is biggest another trapezoid muscles. Yeah. And I, I, I picture him as being a bit smaller and slighter than Yeah, yeah. I do too. Again, emo. He's Pretty so emo. <laughs> emo. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. That's the, the guys are really, even though they all look essentially the same, they're all the, they're the best described and everyone else is just kind of, Moore's blonde, Tamlin's blonde, Amarin's like really beautiful and like. No, Amarin's not beautiful. Oh yeah, that's right. She she's just tiny. She's almost plain. Shit. I know. Uh, she's a very like, sharp haircut. In in that world, it would be unheard of. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> so she's still a supermodel. Yeah, she's got a bob, a blank bob. Yeah. Okay, we didn't say the rules in the last no. segment. Um, so no daddies. Just don't cast anyone that's dead. Don't cast anyone that's not as they are now. And. They've got to be actors. To be honest, I don't think the rules like really matter in this episode because this casting is just going to be oh. such an insane experience chaos, anyway. Chaos, Yeah. All right. Like, we're not going to go like round robin like we usually do. We're just going to talk about the characters. Like, why don't we start with the thirstiest, Asriel? I feel, like we should, I feel like we should start with the girls. No, let's... Right. I feel like we should, like, we got to go Archeron sisters. Okay. Archeron sisters it is. Okay. So first opening gambit. <laughs> For, I mean, this won't work, but this is the kind of energy I pictured for all the Archer and sisters. Yes. Jessica Beale. What? <laughs> no. Yeah. That, that. Oh, and actually, I see what you're saying. Do you know I what do I mean? actually like, see like, what I'm you're saying. I'm not suggesting Jessica Beale, but it's like, yeah. Jessica mm-hmm. Beale is sort of the look of the, of the Archer and sisters and of Farrah. Do you know who I kind of saw as Farrah? It was uh, Shalane Woodley. I reckon she mm. that, But that's the energy. <laughs> that is. Um, okay, serious suggestions. <coughs> Farah, what do you have? Naomi Scott. I had oh, Naomi Scott. That's quite good. I, had I like Naomi that. Scott mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I had Naomi Scott and Haley Steinfeld. Mm. Oh, no. I see no, her no, more no. as a more. Because she's peppy. Yeah. Okay. You can't put in a blonde wig. But. Um, okay. Uh, how about Freya Allen, i.e., Siri and the Witcher? No, she's, no. More of, she's more of an Elaine. Yeah, surely. more of an Elaine, I agree. She's a warrior. No. Yeah. Okay. Amanda Seyfried? Again, more of an Elaine to me. Yeah, she more, might be. She's, she's a, a she's little a, more She's ethereal. a more, isn't she? She's a more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, who else do you have? Uh, that's that's it for Feyre. Okay. How I about had, um, oh. Jessica Hennick or Henwick. She's in like Game of Thrones. She's in one of those Marvel shows. Yeah, I can see her. Yeah, see. Another one I thought was, this is slightly a random choice because she's not been in that much, but Abigail Cowan, she sometimes appears on like fan castings and I actually think it's quite a good one. So she is, what you might know her from is um, 
the chilling adventures of Sabrina or like the new Sabrina show. She's one of the cronies. She's like the red haired crony. Oh yeah. 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 yeah that's I not can bad. see that. That's I can not bad. See that. Yeah. But you know, I mean, that's the trouble with Feyre. Like I feel like because she's sort of, you know, an every person in yeah, some she could ways, be anybody. I like it would be nice to have an actress like actually come in, but Naomi Scott's probably my favorite. I had that one down as well. Cool. That one. That okay. woman down. <laughs> that one. Okay. Naomi roll to you. Now, Congrats. Nesta, anybody? <gasps> Jodie Comer was my suggestion. Oh. Mm, yeah. Maybe. And Anya Chalotra. Yes, Anya Chalotra was my Nesta. And I was thinking like Naomi Scott and Anya Chalotra. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah they, they do. They look, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd yeah, absolutely yeah. Do. I mean, I love her. I'd yeah, absolutely yeah. take that. And she's, she's, she's great. Like, she's, she could do the spiky energy. Oh, oh my God, Naomi Scott. Born. And Anya, I'm actually right? kind of getting excited about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I said maybe Sophie Turner. I had her. I down. had to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for Nesta. Yeah, me and too. And also Florence Pugh, I think. I don't see her as Nesta, though. I see her more as. I actually see it. Not that I think, you know, um, I think she'd bring a lot of personality to like Feyre's role, but I kind of see her more on that, like, side. Yeah, she could do that. Okay. Fine. We're happy with that. Elaine? I only had one, and it, I just don't even want to do this with this <laughs> actress. Oh, no. Elle, Elle Fanning. Um, oh yeah she'd work she's very yeah it she already has a very like sleeping beauty vibe about her Mm. disney princess she's too good for elaine that's the problem (sighs) do you know who would be good halle berry (laughs) (laughs) halle should i did it again why do i do it halle bailey (laughs) oh my god you said Halle Berry. Do you know what? Like, so <laughs> your suggestions are sometimes so strange. That I didn't even question. <laughs> no. I just thought, all oh, right, here yeah, we go again. Okay. <laughs> Why couldn't a Haley Bailey? Halle Bailey. Halle Bailey. Halle Bailey. Halle Bailey. Yeah. God's sakes. She would be good. Yeah. That's yeah. a good suggestion. That is yeah. a good suggestion. Because she's got real Disney princess I, I had um, Jessica Sula, who is in, she was in a, a series of skins. And she was in that film Split. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, I also, definitely. I also, I also she, has, she has an innocent look about her. I also though. write down um, Emma Corrin, who played Diana in The Crown. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. I yeah. could imagine yeah. her being yeah. sort of annoying. Yeah. And totally. Annoying. totally. Totally. That's, totally that's, a good, that's a good suggestion. <laughs> um, okay. So that was actually pretty easy. I feel like that went well. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, the boys. Boys. Let's take it from the top. Tamlin. <laughs> Mine was, especially because he's been cancelled and I feel like Tamlin has real cancelled energy, <laughs> is Army Hammer. Because, yeah. like, he, you know what I mean? He's like, oh, like, he gives me the creeps now, Army Hammer. So. Yeah, I mean, I think he's probably been cancelled to the extent that he couldn't I be don't think he's... This. No. But I totally... Yeah. He's, That's I totally the right energy, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I said, um, okay, I had a couple. Garrett Headland. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he could... He could be, especially mm-hmm. like when his life falls apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like broken Tamlin. I think he could really. <laughs> totally. Or how about Liam Hemsworth? I actually put down Chris Hemsworth and I was like, he's too bubbly. No, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's too, too But I think Liam, yeah. Sen- Liam Hemsworth can do a bit more torture. It's, it's, yeah. it's a difficult one because you, you can't really cast a leading man in that role. And, and in that sense, Liam Hemsworth is it's quite good. Okay. <laughs> no yeah. offense to him. Yeah, yeah. No, I would agree. I, I, I thought Sam here would be good for that reason because. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is really good, actually. Even though he is a leading man, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, he kind of isn't mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Uh, 
recent, the most powerful <gasps> High Lord, most uh, cunning impossible, High Lord. Impossible. <sighs> I've, most I found high this Lord. quite hard. I'm just gonna fire my suggestions out really quickly. Okay, Jesse Williams was one. No. Mm. No, 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 no. No. Not the energy. All right. Then I went. He's too rugged. Aaron Taylor Johnson. I know we like to wheel him out, um, but I was actually going to wheel him oh. out for Cassian. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my God. Dream. I, yeah. I think he oh would be God, a good Cassian. He would be a great Cassian. <laughs> oh my God. Don't even. I think my heart would stop if Aaron. Seriously, Taylor I think he should be a good Cassian. Oh and he'd be great with Anya Charlotte. 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 Oh my God. <gasps> that would be so hot. <gasps> oh my God. Please, someone cast Aaron Taylor Johnson as oh Cassian. Like imagine him in his like Illyrian letters. <laughs> oh my god, that is too hot. Like that is too hot. Just right. like having a softer side and like sometimes being goofy. Yeah. Um okay, back to recent. Rupert Friend. No. I don't know. This no. is hard, guys. I love, I love Rupert Friend. Do you know Friend, who I actually no. think has the right energy for you? And I just know you guys are gonna roll your eyes, but like a young Matthew Good, I think would have been a good resound. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Mm. <laughs> why are we all making these noise like a plane you know crashing? What, you, <laughs> the only reason why he wouldn't is because he's like he's too a little, English, and yeah, and the like wine a little show too tall, and he's a little too. Yeah, I don't think he's like as powerful. Yeah, yeah. Um, one I had, which I won't work because he's just been in Six of Crows, but Ben Barnes. I like yeah, that yeah, character yeah. and recent yeah. have very yeah. similar. Energies. And actually, he really has surprised me in um in shadow and bone because he's like like he's he's surprisingly got like really good dark energy for that mm. role which i kind of didn't think he had mm. up until i saw him in that um mm. he's really good in it another one theo james yeah mm. i i just i don't no. know if he has like the chops you know what i mean he's a good choice looks wise though fans really like rocks you'll be a fan of this Henry Cavill, big um, fan cast. Actually, I mean, obviously, but I, I actually think he'd be a better Cassian. Yeah, I don't personally see it. I, and Lisa. also, I think he's just in general too old. Yeah, yeah. He, it's, it's, you can't put him in this after The Witcher. So. Okay, I have a left field choice, and then I'm fully done. Okay, it's talking. <laughs> um, Gavin Leatherwood, who again, <laughs> you can't just make up names, Rachel. <laughs> he is Nicholas from again, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I like, I could use half the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina cast, but he's like the kind of baddie secondary love interest. So he's not Harvey. He's like the wizard that she meets, and he's kind of a bad boy. And I think, and I think he has actually kind of recent energy because he's like he's sort of a bad guy but then it's like he's got a soft spot for yeah, Sabrina and he starts helping her yes he's just got a bit yeah. of a baby face to me and I think yeah but by the time they make this thing he'll be like 45 so <laughs> okay um I wrote one one name down and I still don't know how to pronounce it but Michelle Huisman oh yeah hot that is hot <laughs> I'm sorry about that Ooh, I would like yeah I don't know. Again, too rugged, not pretty enough. Oh, he's pretty. No, he's, he's pretty. really pretty. Think of him in Guernsey. I mean, he was way too pretty. <laughs> he's like a rugged farmer. He's no, not rugged. He, that's the problem. He wasn't rugged at all. He's he was like this pretty a, boy. A oh my God. What's, what's that it? other guy in, and he's in Set It Up, the blonde guy? Oh, Glenn Powell? He really? could be Tamlin. He could be Yeah, Tamlin. he could be Tamlin. He'd be a great mm. Tamlin. Okay, anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, Lord Asriel. <laughs> Did you just slip or, into Northern Lights? Or as the fans like to call him, 
daddy ass. Oh. <laughs> Ew, what is that? Daddy ass, real. No. I call him the shadow singer. I actually of think. my heart. <laughs> the trouble <laughs> is. my spy master. I think the fan casting of Matthew Daddario yes, has just like I infected really my brain. Like I just, he really does look kind of like how I'd expect. Have you actually look. seen him in anything though? No, no but Richard, other than the Richard clips, Madden would be my choice. Other than the clips of the fans from like putting him in stuff. He d- I mean, looks wise, he's perfect. Yeah. yeah. R- Richard Madden is probably, I think. My I know I said this otherwise. name recently, but <laughs> Tyler Hochlin. No. Uh, yeah. Now I no. see him. Brooding. He's I brooding. See, I see him more as the king of hybrid. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. No, no, no. Stop being funny. I'll tell you my hybrid and you'll be like, no, you no. You think no. Tyler Hoechlin over someone like Richard Madden? Yeah, definitely. I have a completely deranged list for Asriel. Okay. Richard Come Madden on. could almost be recent. No, he's more Asriel energy. Definitely. I no, I disagree no, with that. I totally disagree with that. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> On my list. Okay. okay. Paul Mescal. Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> Manny Jacinto. Very hot right now. Okay. Yeah, Manny Jacinto. That's probably the strongest that, so the far. Exist, yeah. Dev Patel. And, no. and, De- I and, think Dev Patel's all right, actually. And Steven Yen. What's he? Who's he? He was the guy who's in Walking Dead. He was recently in that film, Minari. I just think, God, I mean, those are disparate choices. I mean, they're yeah, not, like even, really they're really not even in the same lane. It's just like you've just you've like. Just say, you're just saying names now. Yeah. I'm saying names of like attractive men yeah. who have a kind of Asriel energy. I mean, some of them do. Let's say Manny Jacinto is a good one though. I actually don't think Manny Jacinto <laughs> has Asriel energy. I just I just like Manny Jacinto and I yeah. think but, it's hot. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Azrael's very into. I feel like Azrael actually has, even though I think he's completely wrong for this. Um, Adam Driver energy, you know, this like really intense, Ooh, no, quiet. No, uh, Adam Driver is way too intense. No, Azrael is intense. Yeah, but Azrael's intense in a kind of like I'm hiding in a corner way. He's like repressed, intense. Like he's like, but but he's we like, need someone like that. That's like all my emotion on more and like notice me, notice me. Like Adam Driver <laughs> could just like bust the door down and be like, "You're mine now, more." Yeah, yeah. I suppose you're right. I actually think Harry Styles could do it. I mean, I, he's I, quite tall, you know. Yeah, he's, yeah, you know, surprisingly what? tall. I'm sort of on board with Harry's stuff, but not for this role. No, 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 no. no. Just oh. him as a person. He's too sun. He's too sunny and shiny. Azriel like literally grew up in a dark dungeon. Have we <laughs> talked about who we'd could cast we? as Cassian? Because no. for me, it's only Aaron Taylor. Really Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, who are you going to say? Oh, Jason I, like, Lom- Jason like, I, 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 I'm, I'm up for like Aaron Taylor Johnson. By the oh. way, but I'm, I think originally I was like. Henry Cavill, but again, we talked about He's that. a little mm. bit old. Another one, I think, potentially in terms of look, but again, maybe too old. Well, definitely too old. Uh, Aiden Turner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like for a while that. in the pole dark days, he was always rocking that like high man bun beard. Yeah. Well, he, could, he, could, he could de-reese, I think. No. Yeah. I'd pre- no. I'd, he, yeah. He definitely no. could, but I'd, yeah. I prefer him <laughs> no. as like, yeah. No. <laughs> no, I think you're right. He definitely could, but it's like, I prefer him as rugged. Yeah. Reese, Reese is like always clean Reese shaven. Reese is still rugged. Like huh? he has calluses on his fingers. Yeah, that's true. But he's always in like a pantsuit. <laughs> I, I mean, what are you? You I, don't have to call it a pantsuit <laughs> when a man is wearing it. <laughs> But, but it is like it's not a suit suit it's like a pantsuit because it's like he's not in a blazer he's like in, he's like in a jacket so you, you, you mean it's like usually embroidered 
instead of a collar. It's like got embroidery. I don't know what we've done here. <laughs> I wrote down Michael B. Jordan for guessing. <laughs> kind of though. I mean, just anything. Actually, do you know what? Michael B. Well, Jordan would be so more- so hunky. I feel he like is. he'd be more Asriel to me because he could p- play like, it's like <laughs> he'd be like in the back torture, like really beautiful and just like, mm, more, yeah, notice yeah, maybe, me. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I would watch mm. the hell out of that. Oh yeah. And mm. again, like he's fat. Michael B. Jordan would be perfect for Asriel because it's like he'd instantly be fan favorite, which is yeah. what Asriel is. Yeah. 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 I can't wait for this show. I oh, honestly amazing. can't. Do you have any Lucians? No. I, I, I think she did Lucian really dirty in the books. I loved him. I thought Sam Claflin. <sighs> yeah. He's a bit I'm old. I'm tired though, of him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What's, what's he? <laughs> Why did you? Why did you? Say, like, why did you put it that way? He tasks me. Okay. I think he's too old for it. Yeah, Let me try definitely. and pull something this out my brain on the spot. Hold on. The casting was hard because my ages are just like all over the place. I, yeah. And again, because ultimately I really do want unknowns for this. I was I just like thinking of actors that like it's really best. It's just energy, isn't it? Yeah. Because like, again, it's, that's all it is. Are you, would you be, because like Resan, like to me, I mean, he's probably cancelled too. Is Michael Fassbender cancelled? I don't know. It's, it's so, so hard recent. to keep up. Reason would actually be a good Tamlin because he's like got like anger and like. Ugh. Yeah. You mean, you mean Michael Fassbender? Yeah, yeah. Spite. He can be spiteful. I think he'd be better. He kind of like Tamlin actually does kind of have oh, like you know, Mr. He'd be Rochester great vibes. Serial. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is getting messy now. Um, I wrote down Sydney Sweeney for more. Mm. Yeah, the blonde one from uh, Euphoria. I don't know. I don't think she's perky enough. No, Anna Kendrick could be more. <laughs> yeah, Anna Kendrick <laughs> could be more. Agreed. That'd be funny. Okay. Uh, does any? Do you have anyone else written down? I've got an Amarantha. Oh god! Again, fan oh. favorite Jessica Chastain. No, no I think I think no, Eva no, no, Green no, 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 is no. a better. Amaranta. I think Eva Green is good. I think Gwendolyn Christie would be quite good as well. Oh yeah, like and I've also seen what's her name? Uh, Natalie Dormer. Uh, Natalie Dormer would be a good Nesta. She no, you know who she? <laughs> she'd be a good. <laughs> I How hate, dare I you? Hate Natalie Dormer. I she know, would be. A, she that. would be a really good Ianth. Ianthi. She would be a good Ianthi. She'd power hunger. Uh, power hunger. Oh, yeah, she would be a good Ianthi. Yeah, yeah, that's she a, would. A, a sort of a Marjorie Tyrrell type mm. role, isn't it? Yeah, agree. Seems sweet, but it's Machiavellian. Okay, so Highburn. Do you have Highburn? Do you have anyone? Michael Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> I think a little too soft. I think that would bring um, a real level of gravitas to the show. <laughs> well, I just basically what he plays in the Twilight films. Just in like just a long wig. In a long let's, wig. Let's just get A-listers for all the real side characters. Let's just get <laughs> Brad Pitt for jury. <laughs> Tom Actually, Cruise. Brad Pitt would be a great jury. <laughs> Tom Cruise for the dad. Tom Cruise would be a great... Uh, no, he would be a good... Um, we'll put him hybrid. in your favourite Cuban heels. <laughs> <laughs> Look... I'm gonna stop talking about Cuban Hills. Okay, for on. that for Hybern, I went with the Jasons, Jason Isaacs. Oh, hot! Oh, of course, yeah. And yeah. Jason Stratham, 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 Stratham. Stratham. I can't. I don't know names. I I feel like Jason the problem Statham. with Jason Statham. I'm sorry, that just registered. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like say, it. Say his name three I times like fast. It. Say his name three I times fast. I can't even say it one time slow. <laughs> But we'd have to put him in a long wig, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! 
please let's get Jason Statham in. He could also be the dad. He could be the Archer and Sisters dad, where he's like, he comes back the at the end, and, and he's like, I know I've messed up, but I love you, girls. I'll always love you, girls. <laughs> Yeah, my girls. Like mm. Penelope, like in Bridgerton's wig. Just <laughs> what about uh, Gillian Murphy for recent? No, no. It's it's is it Cillian? Cillian? Cillian. I, yeah, I don't know. I just Cillian. need to retire. I thought it was Killian. Killian. Yeah, I thought it was Killian. Killian. Yeah, Killian I thought you said right. Gillian. <laughs> I said Killian. Oh, sorry. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> if you don't stop making fun of me. Ooh, we're getting a bit giddy. <laughs> we have not drunk any alcohol, by the way. This is just this is what 129 minutes of recording will do to a but person. Maybe we should drink some alcohol from our <laughs> shop glasses. Oh yeah, Flo. Flo got us a special present. <laughs> shot glasses from Rita's gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> Um and we love them. Mm-hmm. We love them. So we're after got, we finish recording. It's got recording. the bat. The bat boys' names on. And who got who? I got Cassian. You got Cassian because you loved the fifth book. And Rachel, you got Asriel because you were just quite partial to Daddy Ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I gave myself reason because I just feel like we did have a real connection in real life. Yeah. A real mating bond. <laughs> yeah. You've got the mating bond with recent. I felt it snap into place <laughs> just now. <laughs> Do you know, I, I actually think my mating bond, I know this is problematic, but I feel like my mating bond would be with Eris. Oh, like I, he's hot. I really Eris like Eris. I do too. And it's like, she's always like, everyone's like, oh, he's, he's such a bad guy, even though he's doing these things that are objectively good. Yeah. <laughs> but can't wait for his book yeah. in 10 years time. Yeah. 10 out of 10 would read. So, uh, I mean, yeah. Let's just end it. <laughs> there's, there's enough no is enough. Gracefully <laughs> bowing out of this episode. Um, We're gonna you, drink some booze hall. If you're a fan of Akatar, please let us know anything you thought about. It. <laughs> yeah, let us know your own suggestions. Because I mean, all of ours were perfect, obviously. But we'll take anything we can get at this point. <laughs> end the episode. We need to end it. <laughs>